Hola, bienvenue, aloha, welcome. Wherever you're streaming us from, come on in, have a seat, take a load off, and enjoy what is sure to be the most relaxing, satisfying 10 minutes of your day. Because it's time for another edition of Name That News. My name is Mark Menard, but I'm just one of your eager guides through a week's worth of wildly out-of-context news morsels. As always, I'm joined by Zach Clark. Zach, how are you this week? May I'm Zach, E2. Oh, I thought we were going with the with the different languages. That's all I got, though. <laughs> I don't know much much else in those other languages. E2 Brute is all I've got for you. So we're, <laughs> we're going to dive right into this. No sense in wasting any more of your precious time. We know what you want. We know you want to get to these clips. So let's get right to it. And I'm going to lead us off this week with a clip from KCBS, because California ranks fourth in the nation in work-life balance. But... Workers in the Golden State still have some complaints. Have a listen. The push for companies to adopt a four-day work week is stronger than ever. But most employees also want to make sure their boss eases up on the... So what do they want less of? Is it A, emails and texts after hours? Is it B, micromanaging? Or is it C, they want less shaming of employees for taking vacation days? Or is it D, all of the above, Mark? I have to pick one of these? I mean, you're like, okay, it's one, but I have to deal with the other two? I, I got to <laughs> say, I'm not thrilled about any of these options, but I'm trying to think of, like, the most annoying one. Oh, that's Sophie's choice over here. Well, look, I'm not saying they deal with all three of these. I'm just saying these are your three choices that they want less of. Okay, 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 okay. I think the most annoying out of all these things is is micromanaging because for emails and texts, I can turn my phone off or just ignore it. And for shaming on vacation days, I'd still go on vacation. So I'm going to say it's B, micromanagement. Actually, it is A, emails and texts after hours. They want the boss to leave them alone when they leave work. Look, we've all, I'm sure we've all had a boss that gives you the guilt trip whenever you put in the vacation time that you've earned by the way, as, oh, well, you know, we really need you here next week, and, and it's not a good time, and, you know, that's that's too bad. I have to be ruthless because I'm going to take my time. And then the micromanaging, nobody likes that either when somebody's just standing over your shoulder and tapping on the screen like, hey, let's, let's do it this way. No one likes that either. But the emails and texts after hours, you know, that's my time. That's my time. You've had me for your time. Now this is my time. Leave me alone. That's what they want less of is less less after-hours contact from the boss. Yeah, and when it comes to vacation, Mark, I don't submit vacation request forms. I submit vacation is happening forms. <laughs> right. I'm not asking. I'm not asking. Yeah, this is part of the job here. I don't need your permission. This is this is what's happening. I've always been a little a little sensitive to like I'm not going to take off when everybody's taking off. Like I get that that's not a good thing and the place will just shut down if nobody's there. But I'm taking my time and you're not going to persuade me not to. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Mark, we're going to move along to Michigan where I sit as we speak. This is WWJ in Detroit. Take a listen. Michigan is the only state east of the Mississippi that allows gas stations to sell gasoline and... All right, Mark, Michigan sells gas and what? At gas stations, according to this gentleman, at least, A, pornography, B, liquor, or C, a visitor's guide to the Midwestern goodbye. A very confusing instance. I've never heard of the Midwestern goodbye. I don't know if, if that's a 
an adult thing or if that's uh, just a commonality. I, I don't know what that is. So I'm, I'm going to leave that one out because I don't know what I'm getting into if I step into that one. So now we're down to pornography and liquor. You know, pornography used to be super common in gas stations, and I don't know that I see a lot of it anymore. Liquor, I feel, is a, is a little more common, but maybe it's not where you are. I'm in New Orleans, where, you know, there's liquor everywhere in New Orleans. You go into Target, and there's a stand with little dollar bottles of liquor uh, right by the cash register. So, I'm going to go with pornography. <laughs> It actually is liquor, Mark. Michigan, according to this man, is the only state east of the Mississippi that sells liquor and gasoline at gas stations. You know, I lived in the South as well for a while. I lived in Arkansas and Texas, and drive through liquor stores were a thing there. So, you know, uh, I can't say that I'm totally surprised, but I don't understand what the problem is. Like, I do I have to go to two stores? No, Mark. I go to one. I get myself a bottle, and I get myself some gasoline. And very quickly, the Midwestern goodbye is never-ending. You don't leave the house. You just keep talking and talking, but you slowly get closer to the door as it happens. <laughs> it takes about an hour. It's terrible. That happens down south, too. That's a southern thing. I don't know if it migrated to us from you or if it came to you from us, but that's definitely something that we deal with as well. It, take, it takes a couple hours to actually leave a party. That comes back to me, and we're going to go up to the Big Apple, WCBS. And we know if there's one thing New Yorkers can get behind, it's a rags-to-riches success story. Someone who picks themselves up by their bootstraps and not just survives, but thrives in the biggest of cities. Maybe that's why they love Flacco, the owl who escaped from the Central Park Zoo and is now living his best life literally free as a bird. Usually birds who are born in captivity have trouble adapting to freedom and having to fend for themselves. But not our boy Flacco, according to this report on WCBS. Flacco exceeded expectations by far. He smashed them. And quickly learned to hunt in Central Park, and he's been doing it successfully every night since then. So what does Flacco hunt? Is it A, rats and rodents? B, does he survive on pizza leftovers he scavenges from the trash? Or is it C, other birds, because it's a cutthroat world in the Big Apple? Well, I'll tell you what, Mark, some of those predatory birds definitely do eat other birds, and that is how they survive. But, you know, A and B are sticking out to me here because if you can find an abundance of two things in New York City, uh, pizza and trash cans and rodents. I mean, it's like the two main things you will see on the street in New York other than people. Go together like chocolate and peanut butter. Exactly. Delicious. Maybe you prefer lamb and tuna fish. Anybody, Big Daddy? No? You know what, Mark? I would think in a, in a, in a normal world it would be rats and rodents, but this is New York, so I'm going to say it's B, pizza leftovers. <laughs> Actually, it's A, rats and rodents. And I threw this one in because a couple weeks ago you you disparaged me because my New York question didn't include giant sewer rats. So this one <laughs> is just for you, my friend. Flacco is taking care of the rodent population in Central Park. He's feasting on rats and rodents. And by the way, if you look up a picture of Flacco, my boy is an absolute unit. You will love it. All right, I'm going to the Googles after this is over. But, Mark, before that, we're going to go to a podcast original here at Odyssey, just like ourselves. This clip is from Something Offbeat. A bill filed in the Massachusetts state legislature would have allowed certain incarcerated people the opportunity to shave no less than 60 and up to 365 days off of their sentence if they... Mark, what would these inmates have to do to reduce their time? Would they have to A complete the Eliminator Challenge from the American Gladiators, the original one. 
B, commit to working for the government for below minimum wage, or C, donate an organ? Ooh. Look, I remember the original American Gladiators and the Eliminator Challenge. That was a fun watch back in the late 80s for anybody who doesn't know. I don't know if it's available streaming anywhere, but I fully endorse spending an afternoon binging some American Gladiators. I always wanted to go, go up against that tennis ball machine and try my metal. And then donating an organ, that is... Look, that's that's a rough trade-off, but I guess that would be something that you could definitely consider part of your time served if you if you give up an organ. And the other answer I see was working for below minimum wage for the government. I think the donating an organ thing might be something that people would balk at legislatively, and I think that the liability would be off the charts for that. I'm going to say working below minimum wage because that seems like an even trade. See, Mark, this is what I love about this program is your logic is correct, but your answer is wrong. (laughs) This was a proposed idea in the legislature, in the state legislature. But because of what you said, they were like, I don't think we should have people donate organs to get out of jail. And that was what it was. It was donate an organ. That was going to be the original proposal. And to me, my thought was, you only get a year off for an organ. They don't let you out right then. That's it. It seems like to me, the proposition while, you know, a controversial to begin with feels a little light, a little more time. I mean, is a kidney only worth 365 days? That's it. We put somebody in prison for life for murder. You only get a year for saving somebody's life. I don't get it. And I guess that's why he didn't make it through the legislature. (laughs) Nobody else got it either. (laughs) What a bizarre idea. What a bizarre idea. Interesting, interesting. All right, so that brings us to last week's cliffhanger question of the week. We didn't explain this at the top, but every week we give you a question. We let it hang in the air for a week. We give you some time to think about it, and we're trusting that you're not going to go and Google it and and cheat. You're just going to marinate on it for a week and see what you can come up with. This was last week's cliffhanger question of the week from WWL in New Orleans talking about a popular internet destination that might be in danger. So we would lose a lot right now because it's an important part of the U.S. communications ecosystem. So what popular site are we talking about? Is it A, Facebook? Is it B, Twitter? Or is it C, TikTok? Ooh, you know, Mark, I've been thinking about this one. I'll admit I didn't Google. Uh, I don't think it's Facebook because... Facebook is on, like, the other side of popularity these days. It's what the older crowd uses, right? I don't think it's as, you know, early on when we were talking about elections, whether maybe six, seven years ago, it was a hot topic. But lately, we haven't heard a lot about Facebook. Twitter's controversy seems to be made up on its own internally because of who's in charge and the way it's run. Um, But, Mark, I got to be honest with you. I I think it's TikTok because... (laughs) <laughs> the other day, yesterday, one of the most entertaining congressional hearings I've ever heard, the CEO of TikTok going back and forth with fossilized human beings trying to explain how the app works. And it was just gold. So I'm saying TikTok. Uh, sir, you are correct. Look, last week when we asked this question, there had been no congressional hearings yet. But that that did indeed happen all over the course of this past week. You know, the other sites have their problems. Facebook has had their security issues. And obviously their election misinformation campaigns, I guess you'd call them, that have been alleged from both sides of the aisle. So they've had their problems. And Twitter has taken a nosedive in popularity among certain people since it's been bought by a certain person who has made changes that haven't been all that popular with the the Twitter crowd. But it's TikTok 
who I guess because they're owned by a Chinese corporation gets gets the nod as being the worst among a certain segment of people here in America. And we're going to have to wait and see how this goes. I know that there's a lot of people who want to ban TikTok in America, ban it off of public government devices and all kinds of stuff. This is going to be an interesting story to follow. And certainly Gen Z is going to be super angry if their TikTok goes away. Look, I'm fine with banning it on government devices. The last thing I want is my congressperson learning TikTok dances on my dime. I'm okay with that one. I think the rest of it, right. not up to me, but like, yeah, dude, I don't want my senator, you know, please do work. For the most part, not just learning it, Ugh. but actually trying to do it is what would be the most embarrassing for my taxpayer money is most most of these people should not try. Yeah, hashtag cringe, right? I think that's the, <laughs> I think that's the ethos of, of all that right there. Mark, this week I have the cliffhanger clip. It comes to us from KCBS in San Francisco. Take a listen. You probably heard a lot about plant-based meats in recent years. Now, as KCBS's Megan Goldsby reports from Berkeley, one local company is taking a slightly different path. It's not plant-based. It's... All right, Mark. What is being used as a meat substitute? Is it fungi? That's A. Is it B, marzu, a.k.a. maggot cheese? Or C, whatever was being put into the Mondo Burgers in the movie Good Burger. Okay, look, I think the Mondo Burger recipe is top secret. I'm, I don't know that they have access to that. So we're going to throw that one right out the window. That leaves us with fungi and maggot cheese. And my gut would hope that it's fungus, that it's fungi. But I mean, how messed up is that that that's what you hope it is? I, I hope it's none of these things. <laughs> I was going to say, but... Knowing how this show usually goes, I'm really concerned that it might be maggot cheese, but we're going to find out next week. Yeah, great. We get to spend the next week thinking about maggot cheese. What a way <laughs> to leave people, Mark. How do we do it? Play us off. <laughs> well, you have nobody to blame but yourself. You picked this question, so you can think about maggot cheese for the whole week, and, uh, and, we'll, and we'll all come back and find out if that's the answer. Thanks for joining us. If you like what you heard, then please pound that subscribe button. Bookmark us on your browser, set a reminder on your calendar, because we're here every single week with a fresh new episode of Name That News. <laughs>